journey into a world where nightmare becomes reality. Listening to the world of horror, and I'm your host, Andy. Just Franco was a Spanish filmmaker, composer, and actor, known as a prolific director of low-budget exploitation and B-movies. In a career spanning from 1959 to 2013, he wrote, directed, produced, acted in, and scored approximately 173 feature films working both in his native Spain and France, West Germany, Switzerland, and Portugal. When pre-production began on the 1981 Spanish-French horror film Zombie Lake, Jess Franco was initially going to be directing. After working on the film's plot, Franco left the project after arguing with the film's distributor over the sparse budget. Later on, Jess Franco would take his idea of a zombie movie and he would decide to make his own, and that movie is Oasis of the Zombies from 1982. You believe in zombies? <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> the living, the dead. God's sake, where's the oasis? So to try to sum up this film's plot concisely, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, you would think that a zombie movie... It'd be pretty simple, pretty to the point. But Oasis of the Zombies, it has a little bit more substance to it, I have to admit. Um, when I when I picked this movie out, I was not expecting a war romance movie. But that's kind of what I got. So yeah, to uh, kind of boil this plot down to just a concise idea. So the film mainly follows a young man named Robert and his college buddies. But what we find out, and little does Robert know, he finds out that his father has passed away. And so he goes, you know, he goes to his father's house and, and he's looking through his things. And um, his father was a war hero and his father served in the French military, the French army. And we see early on in the movie that um, his father is contacted by a German colonel because it's... <laughs> It's funny, like, this is supposed to be a zombie movie. This isn't supposed to be this complicated to explain the plot. But anyway, Robert's dad, his name is Blabbert. He's a Frenchman in the French army. And he is contacted by a German colonel named Kurt. In the past, well, all you need to really know is in the past, before kind of the events, the current events of the story, we have some German troops that were carrying a supply of gold through the desert, a cache of gold through the desert, they get ambushed by a unit of French soldiers from the French army. And uh, Robert's dad is actually was in charge of these soldiers, the French soldiers, and they absolutely murder the Germans. So in the place where this battle took place, it was an oasis in the desert. And the locals say that the dead, the people that died there are, are not really dead, that they're still alive. But there's also this gold that's buried there. So you have people in the modern day, uh, as we pick up our story, we have a German colonel that is trying to find the gold. He's trying to get his gold back. And so he contacts Blobbert, who is basically the only survivor of this ambush in the desert, 
and uh, I guess he's kind of like saying no hard feelings. Hey, I just want the gold. You know, I don't care that you killed all my men. But uh, you know, so he contacts Blabbert, and uh, he 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 wants Blabbert to join him on his quest to find this gold, and uh, and he needs his help. You know, the the Colonel Kurt he needs Blabbert's help to find it because Blabbert was actually there. Uh, fighting and, and Colonel Kurt was not there. I don't know what he was doing, but he was not there with his men. So anyway, so they meet up. Colonel Kurt, the German, and the Frenchman Blabbert, Robert's dad, they, they meet up, and after Blabbert tells Kurt where the, the gold is and points it out to, on a map, Kurt kills Blabbert. Uh, he has a pen with some poison in it, and he just, like, sticks... Blobbert's hand with this pen, you know, it's, it's like an ink pen, but it has like a, a needle tip or something. Oh, he like stabs Blobbert's hand and poisons him, and, and Blobbert, you know, he's dead. And so, you know, and that's whenever Robert he finds out that his father has passed away. And so he stumbles upon all this wartime history of his dad's, and, and he stumbles upon the story of the gold because, like, this journal, he finds this journal of his dad's, and it just happens to talk about. This whole thing of the gold in the desert. And so Robert's like, hey, I want some gold. And so he convinces uh, his girlfriend and two of his friends from college to go with him to find the gold. And so, you know, the movie is basically, you think the movie is basically about these teens going to this oasis where there's these zombies and they get murdered or something. You know, things like that. Typical zombie movie, right? Well, this is not exactly what you get because... Robert and his friends, they don't even get to the Oasis until like, I don't know, like 50 minutes into this movie. This movie's like an hour and 45 minutes long. And so the other part of the movie is like, it's like a flashback uh, to the war stuff that's going on. The battles between the French and the Germans. We see how the the French army has made friends with like the desert people. That's what they're called. Uh, like the Sheik or whatever. And the desert people help the Frenchmen hide from the Germans. And they kind of help them set up their ambush. And uh, so, but yeah, we see all this in the beginning through the, the course of the movie. And we also see how, like, after the battle is over, uh, Blabber is, like, the only survivor. And he's just, like, stumbling through the desert, like, on his last leg. He's probably going to die, it seems like. But then the Sheik and his people, they find him. They rescue him. They take him back to the, the Sheik's house. It's this really nice, you know, stone house. But that's where, once uh, Blabbert He's like nursed back to health by a young woman named Aicha. And Blobbert and Aicha, they fall in love. Blobbert, he goes back to fight in the war. He says, uh, I'm, I'm still in the army. I still need to go fight in the war. So he leaves for two years. Leaves Aicha there with the Sheik. He goes and fights for two more years. And he comes back after two years. And he's like, hey, I'm back. I'm done with the war. I'm done with fighting. I'm tired of being a fighter. Now I want to be a lover. Where's Aicha? And the Sheik's like, well, she died in childbirth. And Blabber's like, what? The Sheik's like, yeah, you got her pregnant and she died giving birth to your son. And so Blabber realizes they has a son, so he adopts the son, names him Robert, and they move to London. And so him and Robert have been just hanging out in London all this time. There's all of that going on in this movie. And you have Robert going to the desert to find this gold that he learns about from his dead father's journal. But also, he ends up, you know, meeting his the sheik, you know, his grandfather, and kind of learning about that side of his family. And so there's a like, there's just a lot of this kind of extra stuff going on. 
so you know that basically is the plot. It's it's kind of like a, a windy path to get to it to there, but that is the plot. And like I said, and I think you know getting into the things that you know my critiques of this movie. That's one of the bad things about this is it takes them so long to get to the Oasis. Now, yeah, Colonel Kurt, I mentioned him earlier. He hires a couple of guys to go with him and his wife to the Oasis, and they get there before Robert, and they do get attacked by zombies, and so that's kind of a cool scene. So we do get that kind of in the middle. Colonel Kurt makes his way back to the city where Robert and his friends are, and and there's a whole scene there with his death and things like that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of this movie is kind of backstory. You get the scene where the colonel gets attacked by zombies in the middle, and then you have Robert and his college buddies traveling to get to the Oasis, but they have to go to the Sheik's house to find out where the desert Oasis is because they don't really know. So they go there, and like, you know, that's another part of the movie. They're exploring the city. And they meet up with this professor, I think, and uh, his film crew. They're kind of making a documentary type thing. And, you know, they meet up with some of them, and... They kind of meet up later on in the, in the movie as well. But, you know, there's all this other stuff going on. It's not just a simple zombie movie. And so it's interesting. You know, if if you don't mind that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's not a bad movie. But I think if you're going into it looking for a zombie movie, you're going to be a little disappointed with how long it takes to get to the zombies and how little zombie action there actually is. I mentioned in the, in the intro that Franco left... He left uh, the production of Zombie Lake, which was what he was originally going to make, because they didn't have a big budget. Well, you can tell in this one that they didn't have a huge budget, still. But um, you know, the special effects—you know—they're they're not great. They're okay. The zombies kind of look okay. You have one. The best-looking zombie is basically a head on a stick. So <laughs> I think probably when this wasn't HD quality, you probably couldn't tell it was just like a head on a stick being held by somebody but that's what it is but you have other zombies that are actually men with makeup on it it looks okay it doesn't look too bad but yeah like I'm, I've got in my notes it's actually 12 minutes left in the movie when the zombies finally attack Robert and his friends it's crazy um, but in that scene I will say one that's one of the pluses to this movie uh, when the zombies show up there's some great atmosphere there's like a really crazy score going on uh, the lighting with the, the zombies walking through the desert, they're like walking over this sand dune, and it's just really cool looking. Uh, so for, th if anything, the visuals are, that's some cool visuals to this movie. Yeah, the special effects are okay, like there's not any, like you don't really see any wounds, or there's not a ton of like gore when the zombies are attacking people. Uh, a lot of times the camera is behind the zombie, and you're just kind of watching the attack from behind the zombies as they're kind of mobbing over a person and just like biting them and stuff like that and you know the acting is okay i think you know uh i think the people you're not supposed to like you don't like and the people you are supposed to like uh i guess you like them i don't know i, I feel like you know there's not a ton of character depth to this movie as well even though you spend you do spend some time with robert and his friends they they just kind of they're just like college students out for a good time there's some weird decisions that they make that don't really make a whole lot of sense but it's not really why I'm going into this movie. I, you know, I want a zombie movie. It's interesting that the war scenes that I mentioned earlier, the flashback scenes to the war, uh, it was actually stock footage. The scenes that they filmed, or that they took, were stock footage. It was filmed, uh, a 1971 film called Heroes Without Glory. And I'm not sure if Jess Franco directed that one. I don't think so. Uh, the score is pretty plain. I would say it's kind of annoying. 
it's like somebody's just holding down one note on an organ or something and just like keeping it there for like minutes on end that gets a little annoying but i will say the location is really cool the oasis looks great you know they have like these old uh oh you know these old uh war equipment like military equipment kind of laying around old like an old uh just rusty stuff laying around the oasis and the oasis is kind of creepy looking especially if it was at night time um, and that's another thing, they have a lot of day for night shots, but it really just looks like daytime. They don't even try to disguise it very well. And this movie, it was filmed in French with English subtitles. It was dubbed in English, not dubbed in English. It was, it has English subtitles. That's the version that I watched. There is a Spanish version, a version that was filmed in Spanish, but that is like a lost film that they don't even have. Uh, I guess they, the, they lost the elements of. And it's basically the same movie, but they just changed out a couple of the actors. Um, the way that I watched this movie, uh, I watched it on this app called Canopy. And Canopy is like a, if you have a library card, it's basically like a streaming service done through your library. And uh, they had the Kino Lorber high def version of this movie on there, which is really cool. I mean, the movie looks fantastic. I mean, yeah, you see some of the flaws with the special effects with the, the high definition, but... Um, everything is crystal clear, so I would definitely recommend if you have a library card, it's free, so why not? Um, but get on Canopy and check out the Kino Lorber version on there. So, to kind of sum, sum up everything, this is, it's kind of a complicated plot for a zombie movie. Um, there's just lots of time telling us what has already happened, and it just takes too much time for the main characters to get to the Oasis, uh, Robert and his friends. Um, you know, his friends are not really that memorable, that's why I just call them his friends, because... I don't remember their names. Uh, one was his girlfriend. So yeah, if you're, I would say if you're a fan of zombie movies, check it out. If you're a fan of Jess Franco, it's probably on the more tame side. I mean, yeah, there's there there is one sex scene in there, I guess, but it's a little bit more tamer than maybe his average fare. But yeah, you know, if you, if you're bored and want to see a zombie movie uh, that's done by Jess Franco, give it a shot. And you've been listening to the world of horror.